This is Financial Standard, the definitive source of news, thought leadership and analysis for Australian wealth management professionals. Financial Standard. Take the lead. The ongoing turmoil in Israel and Palestine has led to a steady increase in oil prices over the past two weeks, and of course there are concerns that any further escalation in tension may result in a more significant price jump. However, this might not be the only concern for the market. Here with me today to shed some light on the situation is AMP Chief Economist Diana Messina. Diana, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me on. I'll state the obvious. It's been terrible to watch the conflict unfold and obviously it's causing impact to the market. As I mentioned before, oil prices have been increasing due to concerns about potential export disruptions. But up until now, the supply hasn't been affected. Is that correct? So the main concern around the impact of the oil price from this tension is that generally the Middle East is a big producer of oil. While Israel or Palestine are not themselves major producers, the risk is that this conflict within Israel and Palestine drags other major oil producers into it, and in particularly if it drags Iran into the conflict because Iran is a major backer of Hamas. And now we're also seeing that other countries uh, could potentially become involved, like Lebanon and Syria, with some airstrikes going on in some of those regions as well related to the Israeli and uh, Palestine issue. So this is leading to market concern that global oil supply will become constrained if these oil producers like Iran become involved. Iran accounts for about 2.5% of global oil consumption. Now, so far, we haven't seen a major increase to the oil price since the conflict broke out. Oil price for West Texas Intermediate has been up by about $5 a barrel. So we haven't seen a major rise to oil prices yet because we haven't seen these other uh, major oil producers become involved in the conflict. But that's obviously one major risk that the market is concerned about, that you will see a big rise in oil prices and that normally can cause some downturn to growth. It is an initial inflationary shock, but the more pressing issue is that if oil goes above $100 a barrel, or to you know $120 a barrel, that is a major negative for spending for both consumers and businesses. Is it nearing um, or approaching those highs that we saw in September, or is it not really even slightly there yet? Oil prices aren't as high as, as, as some of those levels that we got to in around September, but you know, we, we could get there. And a lot of analysts are saying that oil prices are going back to $100 a barrel. If we think about some of the other risks, though, to the global economy, we have seen softer world GDP growth, the high risk of a recession across some of the major economies like the US in 2024. Normally, downturns in growth are not associated with increases to oil prices because oil is used for transportation. And when you see a slowing in growth, normally things like transportation services don't perform so well. So in periods where you have downturns, oil prices don't perform as strongly. So I think that there could even be some downside risk to the oil prices in the medium term if we do see this weakness in the economy uh, come to fruition next year. But in the near term, the risks are obviously to the upside. And this is what makes, uh, when you think about the implications for central banks 
the implications from this are quite difficult because initially you will have this inflationary shock if oil prices increase, but then that is actually going to be a drag on growth. So in terms of how central banks will respond to it, I think that this this conflict between Israel and Palestine is generally a, a negative for growth outcomes and we could see central banks you know, potentially having to cut interest rates earlier than expected. This is not going to be an inflationary shock that just can just be pushed through the supply chain. It's not like some of the supply chain issues that we had last year where prices just continued to get passed on through businesses and to consumers. I think that this inflationary shock is a little, is a little bit different. And what impact can we expect if supply is affected and oil prices jump in reaction? I mean, last week, Qantas made the announcement it would up airfares by 3.5% because of fuel overheads. What else is likely? So most businesses use oil in some, if they're a transportation type of business or you know, for, for, for things like travel, for um, petrol, obviously, is the big one that will impact consumers directly. So there are direct impacts to consumers through having to pay higher prices for petrol. And we're already seeing in Australia that petrol prices are up by about $12 a week now compared to their levels earlier this year. So that is a near-term upside in terms of inflation and higher cost of living. So as I said before, I think that we, we, we need to be mindful of trying to determine whether this deflationary shock will get passed through to consumers, through businesses, if businesses are able to pass on higher oil prices. I think that we are in a different environment right now, which compared to where we were last year, where a lot of these supply shocks for commodity prices after uh, the Ukraine war started, mm-hmm. uh, which impacted agricultural, food prices, energy, all of those price rises were able to be passed on to consumers because we were in a different environment. Consumer spending was really strong. Consumers had lots of buffers through excess savings. People were still excited after the pandemic to go out and spend. We are in a different environment now. We've had many interest rate rises Consumers are feeling the pressure from higher interest rates, especially if they've got a mortgage. And inflation has obviously eroded consumer spending power as well. So I don't think that the impact from this initial inflationary shock will actually cause central banks to worry about an inflation breakout. I think it will actually be more like a tax on spending. The global economy is already a pretty delicate following the pandemic and the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. I mean, how could further increased geopolitical tensions like really impact the global economy on a broader scale? So obviously the biggest risk right now is that there is a major war that breaks out that is not just contained between Israel and Palestine and it involves Western nations like the US, the UK and its allies like Australia, that would be a huge negative for global growth. And that is obviously the worst case scenario if everything completely disintegrates. That worst case scenario would see very bad growth outcomes, central banks having to cut interest rates. But that is more like the disaster scenario that we really don't want to see. The more likely outcome is that this becomes like the Ukraine war contained within Israel and unfortunately major disrupt, major destruction and disruption to um, to people's lives 
in that country, but it doesn't drag other nations into it. If if it drags other nations into it, then we will see further downside to um, GDP growth across some of those Middle Eastern countries. Obviously, when 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 countries are at war, there there is little services spending. You know, people can't work properly. So the central banks in those countries will have to cut interest rates. Um, and we think when we think about the impacts to financial markets from geopolitical risks, we know that geopolitical tensions have an initial negative impact to share markets. When I looked at other major events that happened since 1900 and it caused a big rise in geopolitical tensions, normally there is a, a small negative, a moderate negative impact to share markets. And so we could see some more downside for shares in the next few months. What kind of ripple effects do you think we'll see here in Australia? Well, direct ripple effects uh, from the war are small. So Israel only accounts for about 0.1% of Australian exports and 0.2% and of our imports. So we have little trade with, with Israel or Palestine. The major impact is through oil prices. So if we continue to see upside pressure to oil prices, that will put um, increased pressure on petrol prices. And that's another negative for consumers because it's another cost, cost of living issue. And of course, if we go down that disaster scenario path and Australia becomes involved somehow in the war through America, then that's going to be you know, the biggest negative uh, to our economy. But hopefully we don't get into that situation. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing those insights. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this Financial Standard podcast. For more information, visit financialstandard.com.au. Please keep in mind that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider personal circumstances. Reliance should not be placed on any content without further independent financial research and advice. 